Hey everyone, Quincy here. Wanted to say thank you for catching this replay of the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro show on your audio platform of choice. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also learn more and enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. Yo, what's going on, Jordan? Welcome, England 2130. Welcome, K9 Hampton. What up, as always, Everest, Everest by three. Shannon, what up, Shannon? Thanks for joining. I saw you answered in the, um, oh, what was it? In the poll that you joined in live. Happy to have you. What up, what up? Coach, Coach Edgar83, what's going on? Mexico's, hey bud, what's going on? David, can I show me? Can you show me what? There you go. Jordan, thank you very much. PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash book. Guys, you know what it is. If you haven't got the book, make sure you get it because it's free and dry knowledge. And what's the kind of knowledge that we drop out here? You know what it is. You know what it is. It's the SL, baby, the Mental Strength League. And you're rocking the best, at least on the mental strength side of things. Your host of the A Soccer Pro Show, Quincy Marqua, 11 year MLS. Pro Major League Soccer. That's right. Currently play for DC United. For those of you who are joining us for the first time or watching on the live replay, because we record this every Saturday. No, wait. Every Thursday at 6 p.m. PST. That's nine o'clock East Coast time, which is where I'm at now. And we re-record these, or we record these, and we repost them to the YouTube channel on our Perfect Soccer YouTube channel. So if this is the first time you're joining, or you're watching the replay, or you don't know how to get to our YouTube channel to watch all the best and the greatest Ask a Soccer Pro Show episode replays, head to perfectsoccer.com slash YouTube, and you get right over to that. And if you want Ask a Soccer Pro, go to perfectsoccerskills.com slash AASP, and that jumps you right th- to that as well, too. Guys, you know what it is. Roy, welcome to the live. Vamos United 703 reseller guy. Shout out you for coming and showing support and love at the game and letting people know about the YouTube channel or my YouTube channel. I appreciate that. Um, let's let's see what we got. We're going to jump into a bunch of stuff. Here. Let's go. Uh, Jordan. Jordan. What are your thoughts on affirmations to improve? I like that, Jordan. Jordan. That's a good one. So I'm going to jump straight into it before I even give you some other stuff while other people are joining the live. So Jordan asks... What are your thoughts on affirmations to improve? I think they're pretty powerful. So so that I do affirmations every single day. So I have my own affirmations that I've I've written down and I I say them every day and I say them on the field um, between like training and play because it helps me stay focused on what the task at hand and what it is I'm trying to achieve and accomplish. So I think affirmations are powerful uh funny as dc a teammate other than me instagram underscore 72 i'd say pines is pretty funny but not because he's always making me laugh not because he's not because he's like hella funny it's just because his natural state is funny um and then who else oh uh mccann is pretty funny too he's a witty dude i think he's pretty funny um, David said, can I make a fan page of you? Of course you can. Why not? I think there's a fan page or two. Maybe you could collab with them. So you guys don't have to like make separate competing fan pages, you know, but competition makes the best. Yo, he's done it. Senior Griffin Yao has joined 
the live future United States men's national team phenom and master master student of the MSL. Griff and I have some great conversations. Guys, you know what it is. On the Ask the Soccer we're talking about the MSL, which is the Mental Strength League. And uh, it's pretty. It's just a concept I came up with because it basically defines what game you're playing, whether or whether or not you are aware or know that you are playing it. And uh, if you didn't know you're playing it, you're getting played. So we're here to develop the mental side of the game. Because the on-field and off-field stuff, both on and off the field, is all a physical representation of the mental processes that are happening in your mind. And we're here to improve that. Improve personal personal self-confidence, uh, create plans of action, attack those plans, and you know, achieve our goals, because that's what we're here to do, guys. We're here to build a community. A community of individuals that help each other succeed. But I don't have to repeat that because you already know, but it's always it's always great to be reminded, you know? Let's see. What are your thoughts on the rebranding of the Chicago Fire? Do you think it is going to happen? I'm not even sure if that's like a real thing or someone someone on the internet's making up a bunch of stuff. If, if you think about it, it'd actually be pretty smart because you kind of leak it as rumors just to see the feedback and see if people would be down for that and like thoughts and you could probably get some like ideas. And if it kind of blows up in your face, you could just be like, oh, we weren't doing that. We had nothing to do with it. Or if it actually like catches on and you think there's some substance to that, you can really kind of implement it. I think it's kind of clever marketing or market testing if they're doing that, but I don't know. Um, but let's assume it is real. I think it would be, whew, that's tough. Cause you've got a lot of hardcore fans who've like, I think even Ross grew up watching the Chicago Fire. So I think there's a lot of sentimental value there for people. So I don't think you necessarily need to like change the name. Maybe you could update the logo and stuff. Definitely uh, get a new stadium location. Out in Bridgeview is just, it's just too difficult, at least mainly just because there's no transportation out there. It just takes so long. It's out, it just makes it inconvenient. It just makes it inconvenient. Um, I can understand the reasons why they decided to do the deal with Bridgeview originally. I understand why they did it. I don't agree with why they did it, but I understand why they were doing it, especially then. They might, might not have thought that MLS was going to grow as quickly as it did, and they probably thought they were going to get a bit more out of that deal than they ended up getting. So hindsight's always twenty twenty. Everyone can talk about how, how bad of an idea that was after the fact. I'm pretty sure the investment that went into putting that together at the time was pretty substantial with a lot of uncertainty. Having said that, if you are going to make an, invest, an investment like that, on a 10 year, 20 year time scale. I'm of the mindset that you don't do it until, especially that much of an investment, you know, a startup, whatever, just do it, just try it. But an established like thing, um, do it right. Make sure the location is in a place where people can get to it. Um, and uh, especially in a major market like Chicago. But you know, what do I know? I'm just a dumb soccer player, so. Let's see, coach, what are your thoughts? On, oh yeah, I already saw that. Anderson, what's going on? Andy, welcome to the live. Guys, what up? Welcome. Um, Keenan Ampton asks, how taxing is travel in the MLS and how do you get used to and adapt to it? And not to mention the varying climates. <laughs> that is a great question. And uh, the way you... adapt is with a lot of practice and just being thrown into the elements and developing the mental aspect of your game because that's why I say it's MSL guys it's not the MLS it is the MLS but it's not the MLS it's the mental strength league there are so many different conditions and varying factors to your ability to find success on the field in MLS that it's a lot easier to just give up and blame everyone and everything else for why like things don't go your way and it sucks and stuff. So, um, but like practical, practical advice or practical like insight would be never underestimate your opponents in MLS. It doesn't matter if they're the worst team in the league or the best. 
they have the they can beat you and they can beat you by multiple goals. So I think a lot of individuals who just come over here think that you know, a first place team can never lose to a last place team, but but that's kind of like commonplace in our league. Uh, because because of the varying climates, because of the varying conditions, because of the varying fields, uh, because of the grueling travel schedule, the climate, I mean, everything. Like, I think that's what makes our league so entertaining, is the fact that the last place team could beat the first place team, like legitimately could do that. And I think that's why people kind of fall in love with it. Because um, one year your team could be last place, the next year your team can win the MLS Cup, and the following year you could be last place again. So, so there's a lot of ups and downs. Let's see. Uh, Sage of DBZ asked if I've ever timed 100 meters. Yeah, in high school. In high school, I ran the high. Did I run? I ran the 100 meters in like junior high, like elementary school and junior high, and then I stopped doing sprints after I broke my leg. So I don't know if you guys know, but I broke my femur, the biggest bone in your body, when I was like 12. And then when I came back, I lost a lot of my speed, um, which is a big reason why I'm a target striker now and hold up striker. Because when I came back, before I broke my leg, I was a player that completely relied on my speed because I, I just had next level speed. You could just kick the ball anywhere and I'm going to beat you to it. Um, after I broke my leg, I completely lost that. So I had to figure out how to how to play the game without having any speed. And that's that's pretty much the reason why I, I end up transitioning into being like a target striker or hold up striker with my back to the back to the goal and how to hold off... Uh, how to hold off defenders and use my use my body weight to my advantage. Uh, okay, Coach Edgar said it was leaked by Chicago Fire Insiders, so yeah, so they probably do that on purpose to kind of get the to see how much outrage they'd get from the hardcore fans. Um, let's see. Okay, nine Ampton asked me, "What did I major in in college?" I, I majored in. I did pre med, but my specialty was exercise biology at the University of California Davis. So I heard they removed that uh, major at Davis, but that's what I was taking while while I was there. Uh, do I know Matt Jordan? Um, I'm not sure. Maybe if I saw a picture, I'm much better with pictures and faces than I am names. I, I meet a lot of people, and. Uh, I use. I'm a. I don't know if I've even talked about this. I'm a visual learner, so I take pictures of everything, and then I categorize them in my mind. That's how I remember stuff. So, words, names are hard for me um, to register, but faces, faces and places, um, is right up my alley. Who's the fastest player? D player for DC United. Hmm. I think Chris, Chris is coming back from injury. I've seen him run and he looks stupid fast. I think he's the fastest. Uh, Griffin, Griffin asks, what are your thoughts about the haters? Griff, you know my thoughts about the haters. I love my haters. They may not know, again, this comes back to MSL. The problem with, the, the issue for a haters is not, it's not a problem for me. It's a solution for me. It's a problem for them. Because hating me helps me. So if you're a hater, thank you. And I really mean that. And the reason why I say that is because most people don't understand how these Instagram and social media algorithms work, right? And the way they work is that when people engage, comment, like your posts, the algorithm assumes that it is something that needs to be shared with their audience and other people to see it. So when a hater jumps on your thing and says, hey, you know what, you suck, you're the worst player in the world and this, that, and the other, they're literally boosting the algorithm so more people who might not think I suck can find me. So like they're helping promote me and they're paying attention to me. And think about that. Have you ever thought about that? Paying attention. That means they're paying me their time. And we've talked about this a lot in this show. Time is extremely valuable. Time is something you can never, ever, ever get back. And you are spending your time hating on me. That means you're giving me your time for the rest of your life. Like you can't get it back. The second you leave that comment on my page, no matter how negative it is, no matter how terrible it is, you left your time for me and attention on me. Thank you. I appreciate that. Like, I'm not going to not thank you for your attention. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people get caught up in the comments 
and of quote unquote haters, but kind of like think about it. Like where are they at in life if they have enough time to watch what you're doing, consume what you have to say, whether or whether or not they agree with it, and then take the time to leave you a message underneath your post or whatever, or send you an email or whatever. Like where are they at? Where are they at? Like you don't like You know, I feel bad. I feel bad because I'm not in that space. I'm not in that space. Glamis Addict asks, how to become a soccer pro? Glamis, do you see that link right there? Right there, perfectsoccerskills.com slash book. That's going to be your gateway to learning exactly how to do that. You know why? Because over the course of my 11 year, my now 11 year professional soccer career, I've been asked that question probably thousands of times. And though I love to talk, as you guys can tell, um, I don't like saying the same thing over and over and over again, or at the very least, there's no point in me doing that because that's not a very efficient use of my time, right? So what I did is I spent a bunch of time with my friend Ross LeBeau, Mark Pelosi, and we downloaded all of our knowledge into that book right there, perfectsoccerskills.com slash book. We downloaded all of our knowledge into that book. And as more guys are joining the team, they got more gems and more, more insight as to how they made it here. We're adding it to the book and we add it to the book. And guess what? You read that book, you get that book, you read that book, you take notes and you have questions that we do not answer in that book, well, that book gives you uh, exclusive access to our private Facebook group where we will personally answer any questions that you have as so long as you read that book. Because 99% of all the questions we are asked, we have already answered in that book. And to be more efficient with our time and make sure you know we're only spending or investing our time in those who invest in themselves, we kind of make it a requirement that you first read the book before you ask us questions that we tend to answer in the book. We like to make sure we're answering questions that are very specific to you and your circumstances or situation um, because we feel that would be most helpful. And all the other stuff, we want to teach you how to go find those answers for yourself. So I would say step one would be getting that book. And then after that, after that, you can go over to our YouTube channel and rewatch all of our videos. And you can search keywords based in our in our YouTube videos to find answers to all of your questions as well there too. I think Ross was on uh, live earlier today and uh, someone had looked it up. There's over 309 videos on our YouTube channel. So, and growing, we add a new video every day. So, there you go. JJFK24 asked, do you play pro? Yes, I do. Um, I'm in my 11th year of MLS and I play for DC United. Cortez, welcome to the live. Uh, Coach Edgar, uh, Coach Edgar asks Quincy, how can I obtain a signed jersey of yours? I did I make a link? There's been a couple people asking for uh, my jersey, so uh, I don't think MLS sells my jersey online. So what I do is I buy the jerseys from my uh, from our kitman. So I still have to pay for it, but I buy the jersey from my kitman. He makes it for me, and then I can sign it and mail it to you. So if you would like a signed jersey, if you'd like to buy a signed jersey, um, send me a DM, or actually send an email to contact at perfectsoccerskills.com. The DMs are hard for me to get to, and sometimes it takes like weeks for me to get back to them. So contact at perfectsoccerskills.com and uh, let me know, I'll send you the link so you could uh, you could pay for it and, uh, and I'll get that, I'll get one sent out to you, signed beautifully beautifully signed so let's see cortez you know just living life it's talking msl having fun with my community how does uh how does one become at ronaldo's level well i can only tell you what i think it takes to get to ronaldo's level because i haven't gotten to ronaldo's level but from speaking with players who 
are similar and close to his level. You know, I think I've played with Thierry Henry. I think he is on that level. I've I obviously played with Rooney. I think he is on that level or in in the in the talks of that level. And Ronaldo is like a ridiculously high level player. But um, I think it just takes a complete, total dedication to the game, like in every aspect. All those guys I've spoken to, when I ask them what they think and what they what their thoughts are beyond soccer or outside of soccer, every single one of them always tells me there is nothing. Like they go, I I, I never thought of anything other than this. This is the only thing I think. This is and this is the only thing I currently think about. And obviously, you guys know I'm not. I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think that that's the smartest. Um, life plan because your soccer career will eventually end and I just don't I don't I don't believe that that's the best or only course of action but having said that that very may well be what is necessary to get to that level and if that is your goal and that's what you want to do then that's clearly what you're going to have to do to get there and uh, even though everything any and everything you spend your time obsessing over practicing working on would be the game doesn't guarantee that you'll get there. There's a lot of other factors that come into that. Your ability to be seen, your ability to network, or have a team of individuals who can get you seen and get you plugged in, as well as your ability to stay healthy, be actually be talented and good enough to play and to advance during that time, um, deal with injuries, setbacks, and, and overcome like media and stuff. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it, a whole lot of things that are just as, if not more important than your abilities on the field. So that's kind of what it takes. Um, no, I did not come up in the academy. I came up through like youth soccer here in America. And then I played four years at University of California, Davis. Um, Cortez said, out of all of your years in MLS, who's your favorite player you've went up against? That's hard to say, like, in terms of favorite player I've went up against. I've different, like, I just like competing. I like competing a lot. So, let me think. Mm, I like to compete. So, the guys I've played with who are super uber competitive are players that I really enjoy. Uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, so, Bakari Sanya. Uh was with Montreal was uh, a pretty uh, competitive guy. We, we'd we always go at it at training every day. And he always, uh, he always wanted to beat me and I always wanted to beat him or more so just wanted to talk trash. So I got 100% of his effort every single time. So when I beat him, I could just rub it in his face. That's, I just enjoy, I'm super extremely competitive and I want to beat you but I want to beat you when you're giving me 100% of your effort. So you have no excuse other than I was just better than you on that day. And then I'll make sure you know it and you remember it forever. So shout out Bach, because I always, I always whooped his butt and small-sided. And you can ask him, and he'll probably try to lie to you and say that that's not true. But we all know the truth. Just like how I made Piotti. And I tried to get the, I tried to get the film for that. I'm still, I'm still looking for that, but Nacho, you remember, uh, football addicts join. What up football addicts guys, go follow the football addicts and make sure you go check out the interview I did with them. Thanks for having me on the show. I had a good time on that podcast. That was fun. Um, let's see what we got. Um, uh, favorite DC United player besides yourself. Favorite DC. I like Griff, and I like Paul. Yeah, Griff keeps me sharp because he's he's always asking questions. He's being insightful. He's young. He's hungry. And then uh, same with Paul. Paul is focused. Um, Paul is focused. He knows what he wants to do and how he plans on getting there. So it's interesting having conversations with him. Um, Jalen. Jalen keeps me, Jalen's good because he's always, he's thinking and he's trying to figure out how best to like be strategic with stuff. So I've got good, like most of the guys in the locker room I have a good relationship with. I talk with a lot of them um, regularly here and there. 
and uh, you know me i like i like each guy for different reasons and um i have a lot of varying interests and stuff so usually something i'm interested in aligns with someone on the team and then those will be the individual things that we talk about or uh make fun of each other about like so uh sites he's my roommate on the road and stuff we have some good solid conversations so he's one of my favorites as well too and uh we're now getting into creating a bit of a uh, bit of competition out at the games because i get in his head and he knows it i get in your head sites i'm in your head bro um i grew up playing for bakersfield well uh bakersfield alliance was my youth team um Cortez said, do you think people can still go pro if they don't reach the college level? I, if you can't play at the college level, like if you're saying you're not good enough to play at the college level, then no, you can't play at the pro level. But if you're saying like, do you have to go to college to play pro? No, you don't have to, but it gives you a pretty good chance as, as of now, now in the next probably five years, I think the youth academy will be your best opportunity and probably one of your only opportunities to make it pro. Um, cause as more and more intent, as more and more attention comes to MLS, there's going to be more and more money in it, and then the rules and stuff are going to change. To I think on the youth level to match that more of the European system, where these clubs are investing in players and then hopefully they sell them and they can make money. So when that's the case, the earlier and earlier you can invest in a kid means the greater return you can get. So having said that the places where they're going to be looking for players is going to be within their academies or at least their scouting systems at younger ages. And if you're not a kid who makes it into that, the youth system or the academy system, the likelihood that you're going to get the coaching and the reps necessary to stay at that level and continue to progress up to eventually be in the farm, the farming system at the pro level is going to be smaller and smaller. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it's going to be impossible, but it's just going to be, you mean less and less opportunity, um, if you aren't a part of that system early on. Let's see what we got. You guys know I like this. I appreciate all the questions and you guys joining in live and sticking around with me for the whole hour. And uh, hopefully you're getting a lot out of these lives. I never, I never hear too much feedback like as a result of stuff. So guys, if like you get value out of this, I need to hear about it. You know, I need some emails. I need some story shout outs. I need some testimonials. You know what I'm saying? Like, are we do is, is this worth it? Are you guys in, you guys getting value out of this? If so, what kind of value? What have you taken away from it? What have you gotten better at? What have you gotten worse at? Why do you show up? And why do you think other people need to be joining these lives? And you know, a part of the perfect soccer community guys. That's what I'm needing from you. Cause I don't know. I don't know. Is this helping? If so, how? And how much? <sighs> Jordan said, "How do you tell if you're burning out?" Or just be easy. Hmm. Well, I feel if you're lazy, you're not necessarily burning out, right? You're just over it. If you're saying, I've been training so hard that I now don't want to do anything, that may be burning yourself out, right? But if you're going, I haven't done anything and I don't want to do anything, then you're just being lazy, right? So uh, we've talked a lot about many different things, but you always want to listen to your body especially listen to your mind. We talk a lot about mental strength league here and how to develop the mental side of it, but that that doesn't mean that you don't also need to be mindful of being mindful and getting adequate rest both you know, physically and spiritually or mentally, however it is you like to define that for yourself. Um, you can't go a hundred.
miles an hour all the time, right? So you do need times for your to unplug, um, rest and relaxation, and and get focused so you don't burn out. Um, Hey, sorry to interrupt, but if you've enjoyed listening to this episode and learning what it takes to increase your mental strength, well, how would you like to work with me one-on-one directly? Now you can with B-Pro Mentality. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-Pro, that's perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. If you, you'll notice we're starting to make a shift in our content um, in the way in which we're posting it. So um, I've, I've gone into detail over the AmeriCorps process in the past. It's basically the, it's not basically, it is the basis for which we've built Perfect Soccer and um, Perfect Life. So you know our, our, uh, our clothing brand is Perfect Life. Um, it's our lifestyle brand, which is we create our perfect life. And the way that we do that is through our core values at Perfect Soccer. So um, our core values are self-honesty, self-initiative, self-accountability, growth-oriented, work attention to details and fun. And those are the seven steps that we use to build the business and to build our mindset. And the most important of all of those is fun. Enjoying what you're doing. Or at least working towards creating the environment that you enjoy, that you're having fun in. And uh, the reason I'm breaking that down is now we're on our content side of it. Um, We've been so focused on making sure we're giving you the information that will best give you the most, the greatest number of opportunities to play at the pro level or get to the college level or just to improve your game that we have been kind of neglecting the fun aspect. I mean, soccer is meant to be fun. um, And and the fancy moves and the fun tricks and stuff, those are fun. And and those are part of the game, but we just see we just see a lot of everything online is too focused on that side of it. That it focusing on those things isn't going to create opportunities for yourself. So um, the front part of all of our content has just been focused on the fundamentals and the things that you need to do, the mindset you need to develop, the foundation you need to have in place before you should even consider or think about spending some or most of your time doing tricks and skills and stuff like that. Now that we've kind of established that, I think you guys very much understand that and you've, you, you've gotten our book, perfectsoccerskills.com slash book. You've gone through that and you read that and you understand that side of things. Um, with that comes now like understanding the full soccer picture and understanding how to best um, maintain your mental health and your physical health so you can continue to progress up the ranks over time. So having said all that, uh, our content schedule now is more is on a um, in alignment with our values. So week one, all of our stuff will be based in the theme of self-honesty. Week two, self-initiative. Week three, self-accountability. Week four, growth. Mind. Week five, teamwork. Week six, attention to details. Um, yeah, there we go. Attention to details. And then week seven, fun. And week eight will be self reflection, recovery, and pre planning and execution of our next eight week cycle. So, This is actually, this was a good question because it kind of tailors into how we've transitioned, why we've transitioned and, and how to approach 
your game, right? So it's kind of like a seven weeks on, one week off to self-reflect, uh, regroup, replan, refocus. learn from the mistakes we made over that seven weeks, and then reapply in week one again with self-honesty. So in week eight, you're going, okay, I'm, I've reflected on the seven weeks of work that I've done. This is what I've done. This is why I've done it. These are the things that I feel I've gotten out of it. And these are the things that I think went well and didn't go well and what I need to put in place. So for the next seven weeks to be, to be great. And then you've put that plan of action together and then you start again on week one with the focus on being self-honest, week two initiative over there until those principles and those values are ingrained in your head so that they become habit so that you don't even have to think about doing the right things and doing what you need to, uh, to, to reach your goals. And an analogy that can better help uh, understand that as saying, hey, you want to reach some uh, nutrition goals or you want to lose some weight or you don't want to, you want to eat healthy moving forward. Well, we want to change our habits so that we don't, and we put rules in place for ourselves that makes us stay in alignment with our values, right? We want to be disciplined. We want to, we're honest with ourselves. We, we want to lose weight. We want to do what's necessary to get there. We're willing to take action. So what are some things that we need to do to put in place? How about this? Making a rule that you can't go to the store hungry because that's probably going to incentivize you to getting foods that you might not necessarily need to be eating. You also maybe make a rule that you don't go anywhere. You don't go up and down the aisles. You always stay on the outside of the grocery store. That tends to be where the leafy greens are, you know, not the box processed foods and stuff like that. Um, and then you're saying, what do I need to hold myself accountable to? Okay, not only am I gonna do that, but I'm gonna make sure that um, I've got an accountability partner who's going through this with me, or I'm gonna pay a coach to hold, hold me to that standard because I'm putting my own money up. I have to do it because if I don't, then I'm just, I'm spending money. I'm spending money and I'm not using it. I'm not getting out of it what the reason I'm doing that for. Right, so um, creating habits of that. You do that long enough, eventually, you're not even thinking about it anymore, you're just doing it. And those habits become a lifestyle. That's when you hear a lot of people say, it, does, it can't, it's not, it's not a whatever, it's a lifestyle. Well, it becomes a lifestyle, it can only become a lifestyle if you create, create the lifestyle, and you do that in the habits that you create, the habits you implement, and the, the things you put in place that set you up for success, not failure, right? It won't help you if there's a bunch of cake, cookies, and ice cream in your house if you're trying to eat healthy or stay on, on pace, right? So it's best to throw all that in the trash, no matter how hard it's gonna be, and then set it up to where you don't go to, you don't shop. And if you realize if you go to the store and you shop and you, you're gonna get those cookies, you're gonna get that stuff, then you go, okay, you're not allowed to go to the store anymore. You're gonna pay someone to go to the store and you're gonna give them the grocery list of the things that they need to get for you so it's in your house. Whatever you need to do, you take responsibility for where you're at and you take responsibility for your success and you also take responsibility for your failure. And if you don't get there, it's no one's fault but your own. If you take that approach, you will find success eventually because you are willing and committed to figuring out how to overcome your circumstances. And we use an analogy of food there, but that's the same for soccer, school, and everything else in between. Um, Chris said, if a coach yells at you, do you feel that helps you or derails you as a player? Um, I see a lot of, I see that hurts a lot of players, mainly because they internalize it and they don't use it as motivation. Um, I make it help me, even though it may really make me angry or piss me off, right? So like, I take the perspective of if he's yelling at me, one, I'm assessing what he's yelling at me for and uh, what can what value can I get from it? So even if he's yelling at me because he thinks I'm terrible and he's mad that he made a decision to even bring me on his team and he doesn't think I'm good enough, well, there may be some truth into what he's yelling at me and if I can pull that truth from it, he's still helping me be better even though he doesn't want me to be good. This is kind of similar to the... Uh, the talk that I was having earlier about how do you deal with your haters, right? 
Um, nine, 99% of what he's saying might be BS and not helpful, but 1% may be helpful. So I'm searching for that 1% and then I focus on that. And then if he doesn't believe I'm good enough or I think he's just being negative because he, he doesn't want me to succeed, then that just motivates me to prove him wrong. So I'm always taking, no matter what's coming my way, I'm spinning it so that it, it propels me forward. Either it gives me motivation to be better or it's actually giving me an assessment to better understand what I can be better at, which allows me to get better. So hopefully that, that helps. Um, Cortez, says, I just joined these, but so far they're amazing. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Thank you very much. Um, Mitch, what's up? Oh, let's see what we got here. You guys know I'm, I fall behind a little bit. Yo, Chris Durkin joined the live. What up, fellow teammate Chris Durkin? Shout out, Dirk. We won in training again today. That's just what we do out here. Straight up win. MLS fan base, what's going on? Free book. That's right. We should be looking forward to from Perfect Soccer. <laughs> yes. A whole lot we're looking forward to from Perfect Soccer. Guys, I think I'm like two weeks away from finally tying the tying the bow on all the stuff that we've got together because basically we've got like 13 members on our team now, full-time members on the Perfect Soccer team. Uh, we've been all getting everything together in terms of like our systems, our processes, making sure all of our projects and everything are going together smoothly. And then once that happens, I've been recording um, as much content as I possibly can of like my transition from my transition from San Jose to Montreal, I had some of my time out there, and then uh, the transition from Montreal to my off season and off season to joining DC United. So um, I think I've got maybe like I don't know if I'm just going to do one huge vlog that's like I don't know like an hour long, just catching everything up from you know maybe the last six months because I haven't done a vlog, but I'll probably do that instead of just piecemealing it out so we can just be all caught up. Um, so yeah, doing that to get that all caught up. We've got the mentors program. We brought Ryan on full time. So if you guys are looking for one on one mentorship, uh, walking you through, let's say like so this this is like team group mentorship, right? You guys join the lives. You ask questions. Um, I answer those questions. Uh, I try to get to everyone as best as I possibly can. But as we're growing and more and more people join the lives, the chances that you get your question answered becomes less and less and less, right? But if, you, if you're wanting like dedicated one-on-one -on -one time with me or another member on the Perfect Soccer team, um, we've built out our Perfect Soccer Mentors program. So you can go to perfectsoccerskills.com slash bpro um, and apply to work with us like one-on-one -on -one there. Um, there's a fee associated with that, but right now we're going through our beta program. So it's like heavily discounted. Uh, Ryan's helping me to build that out so we can, we can better, better do that. But that's, that's a way that you guys can get that one-on-one -on -one coaching with your specific soccer goals. Basically we'll, we'll walk you through, uh, writing down your soccer goals, putting together a plan, creating you a specific training program for you from our dedicated, uh, uh, soccer drill database that we're putting together. So like it's all sequential and then having at least weekly or bi-weekly one-on-one sessions where you can get your questions answered specific to where you're at and then kind of have soccer mentorship over, you know, over the months, hopefully that turns into years and, uh, we can help accelerate your, your process and help you navigate, um, any issues you find, or hopefully, and eventually, um, help you make those connections to play at the college level, get into your youth academy and stuff like that. But, you know, um, that's something that's in beta right now, and we'll probably start promoting that more, but. You know, luckily, if you're in on the live or you're watching this replay, definitely head to perfectsoccerskills.com slash bpro and apply to work with us if that sounds like something you'd be interested in. Let's see. Okay, Joe said, what if the coach is being too positive and you think he's saying what he thinks you want to hear, not need to hear? I would say if you're that aware and understanding of the situation or circumstance, that's probably true. And then I would say go to step one of the miracle process and be honest with yourself. What is it that you need to do or improve at? And why do you think your coach is saying that to you? Is it because you're not the type of player who's open to criticism? Is it the coach is too scared to tell you what the problem is? Um, does the coach not know because they're not good enough? 
you know, sometimes you're, the coach, your coach isn't a very good coach and you don't know that until after your opportunity is gone. So kind of, it's, like I said, everything is your responsibility. It's your fault. If you have a bad coach and that's why you don't make it, it's your fault because you didn't, you didn't do enough research to find out if your coach was good enough or setting you up for success. So no matter where your situation is, what you're going through or where you're at, you got to, you got to kind of look at yourself, self-honesty, step one. And then from there, you can start formulating a plan to take self-initiative. Again, everything that I say, the three S's of self-awareness, self-honesty, self-initiative, self-accountability. Three S's of self. No one's necessary but yourself. So are you honest with yourself? Then take initiative for yourself and hold yourself accountable and be disciplined and you'll figure it out and you'll create, um, you'll create a path for yourself to get you to where you want to go. Let's see what we got here. Yep, Life of the Pro vlog is hopefully coming back. Um, I just got to, you know, I, maybe after this live, I'll sit down and get all that content together so Todor can start putting together the episode. Um, Rosh should do some game day analysis video. I know he does the Tactical Coot Tuesday, but he should also do a series where he shows some plays from a game and analyze some good parts of the game. I think that that's a great idea. And let me, I'm going to screenshot that. And I'd like for you to send Ross a message of that, Jordan, um, so we can get that show go going together. Because I, I think that would be a very valuable, a very valuable one. Maybe we don't necessarily have to do game analysis breakdown weekly, but at least maybe you know one good analysis breakdown a month. And then if people are enjoying that and liking that, we can go from there. Maybe we'll start with like some of my game footage, and then I also I'm going to be getting some of my practice footage here from DC. So we can do that and Ross can break down my good or bad habits out on the field and we can kind of, we can go from there and see what's up. Let's see. Um, let's see what we got. Edmilson join, welcome. And Minola Patel, 1981. Welcome to the live. I don't think I've seen you on the live before. Um, happy to have you. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we got here. I'm saying um, so some people sent some questions in over on my Instagram account so I'm gonna pull those up and I said thanks for the pull this up I'm going to it on the wrong thing let me see oh there we go story Sorry, so some people sent in questions. Let's see what we got here. Oh, okay, Joe, Joe said, can I repeat those three S's again? Yes, I can. So it's the three S's of self-awareness, what I've coined as three S's of self-awareness. So I'll give a little bit of a, a backs or baseline for that. So for me, I believe a big reason for my success just in life and soccer has been due to my self-awareness. Now, when I when I was explaining that to people, people didn't understand what that necessarily meant, or they've heard that before, but they don't know how to become, so it's like, how do you become self-aware? What is self-awareness? So I had to think back and I sat down and figured out how to explain a process to develop self-awareness. That's really, it's basically a backbone of personal responsibility, of saying like, creating a worldview where no matter where you are and what obstacles are in front of you, you are gonna take personal responsibility for figuring out how to overcome it. Because the idea is if someone else has been in your situation or worse and gotten to a better place in your perspective than you are now, then that means it can be done. So it is not impossible. It's just a matter of figuring out the process for doing it and how you can apply that for yourself to achieve that for yourself. So that is the, that's the basic premise of this. So. Self-awareness is your ability to recognize your strengths, but more importantly, your weaknesses, your advantages, and your disadvantages. And it isn't to play a victim and cry and be sad about those disadvantages. It's thinking about how you can 
create a process, a system, or learn what's necessary to overcome your disadvantages or use your disadvantages to your advantage, right? And in order to do that, you have to have something that I, I define as self-awareness, but someone else may define it differently, right? So self-awareness is understanding where you are, when you are, and what, and, and starting to formulate a plan to get to where it is that you want to go. So, so I'll set the context. I may want to play in the NBA. I may also notice that most NBA players average height is six foot five or taller. I am self-aware and understand that at five nine, I am considerably shorter than the average height of the person of people or players in the NBA. Now, does that mean it is impossible and no other players under six feet have played in the NBA? No, but to lie to myself and think that it is not a disadvantage to be under six feet, at least in the current state of the NBA, would be delusional, right? But someone else might also say it's delusional to think that you can make it to the NBA. So again, this is all subjective. But my point is being aware of the, the potential obstacles that are in front of, you, of your face so you can create a plan to overcome that. Now, my first plan may be saying, I'm going to go get knee surgery and extend my legs and get taller, but that's not necessarily practical, but it's something that you could do, right? That maybe is not the best course of action. Another plan could say, I'm going to get so great at shooting three pointers that height is no longer a factor or issue, right? So that's a strategy or plan, something like a Steph Curry's obviously done. And I can see over the next five to 10 years, the average height of the NBA um, dramatically dropping because of that. But hopefully that gives you some context as to the range and the extremes that you could take it in what you're going to do. So being self-aware is understanding where you're at, when you're at. Okay. Now, how do you formulate a plan? How do you, how do you, and how do you determine which plan is the best and how do you pivot and stuff like that? So that's for the three S's of developing self-awareness. So that is S one is self honesty. I need to be honest with myself. The first question I have to ask myself, am I happy with where I'm at? Or do I know how to get to where it is? I say I want to go or be right? If the answer is yes, then you can move to step two. But if the answer is no, then, then you don't need to do anything because this isn't for you. But if the answer is, I'm sorry, <laughs> flip that. If the answer is yes, I know that, then you can move on. But if the answer is no, well, okay, you've assessed that you aren't where you want to be, right? At some level, you're being honest that you, that something needs to change or something needs to improve. Okay, great. So the next question is in self-honesty, are you willing to do what's necessary to get what you say you want to have or achieve or overcome whatever obstacle that is currently in your face, right? So self-honesty is like a two-step process. It's really two things. It's one, am I happy with where I am? If the answer is no, then I say, am I willing to do what's necessary to overcome what I'm not happy about or improve whatever's lacking in myself or whatever I do not have that gets me what it is I want to do? If you answer yes to that, then and only then, are you ready to move on to S number two, which is self-initiative? So being honest with yourself and knowing that you want to overcome where you're at or get to wherever you want to go is great. But nothing happens without action, right? You need to take action. And no one's going to, no one's going to accomplish your goals for you. You have to do it for yourself. So that's what self-initiative is, self-action, taking initiative. And that's where you would say, okay, what is going to be my plan? What am I going to do? Am I going to go get knee surgery and extend my legs and do that? Or am I going to go, or you know what, I don't necessarily want to do that. I don't have money for that. Or I don't know if that's proven. I don't know if that'll work. Instead, how about this? I'm going to go get so good at shooting three-pointers that height is now, is no longer a factor in my ability to make it into the NBA, right? So then you go, okay, great. That's great. That's a great plan. I'm taking action. I've got a plan. I think this is going to be the best thing that I can focus on and do that's going to get me to where it is that I want to go. But, you know, taking action doesn't do you any good if there's no consistency in it, right? You can't work out every other fourth day of the week of the month of the year and expect to get any results, right? You need to have consistency. You need to have a plan and you need to stick to it for long enough to make a, an honest, self-honest decision as to whether your actions were enough for long enough to know either way if it was a, if it was a valuable use of your time. Time, if, it was a if it was a good plan or a bad plan, at least to the point where you can self-reflect and be honest again and create a new plan of action based on your old plan of action, right? So that kind of ties into our thing of A-B split testing. 
um, starting with a certain idea, um, taking action on it, being disciplined with it, using it for long enough, then self-reflecting, be honest again, and then formulating a new plan based on the, the results and what you've learned from the previous plan, right? So self-accountability is that third S of self-awareness. You're, you're gonna, which is self-discipline, keeping yourself disciplined to what it is that you're gonna do. Um, talking to the example we talked about earlier with like keeping yourself to eat healthy. Um, you know, I know myself and I know if there's ice cream in my house, I'm gonna eat it. So the rule is I can't buy ice cream. If I know myself to the point that I can't help myself from buying ice cream, then I'll put a block on my credit card. So if any time the credit card sees I'm swiping ice cream, it cancels that. If that's not enough, then I'm giving my money to my friend who will do the shopping for me. If that's not enough because I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to beg for money to get ice cream out of there, then I'm going to go to a rehab facility for my ice cream problems, right? Like there's always an action that you can take that is in your self-interest interest to keep yourself disciplined to the goals that you say you want for yourself. It doesn't mean it's not going to be difficult. It doesn't mean it's going to be hard, but nothing worth achieving is easy. And I know many people hear that and say that all the time. And you know what? It sucks hearing that. You know why? Because it'd be great to get the stuff that you want super easily. But here's what I'll tell you. If everything comes easy to you, you don't value anything. If you don't value anything, nothing has any worth to you. You don't have purpose and you won't feel fulfilled, right? So it's a catch 22. When things come easy, too easy, you don't appreciate it. And it's almost like you didn't get it in the first place. And that's, it's probably harder to overcome that than it is to you, um, to be in a disadvantageous position in the first place. Um, and this kind of tailors off into another thing. Most people think by starting off in a, in a, in a, in a bad circumstances or a tough situation isn't fair and it sucks and it's not great, or it's worse than starting off in a very great advantageous, like everything is easy situation. I would argue that when you struggle and you start from nothing, you can appreciate what you're doing more and it's going to be a lot harder for you to lose what you have because you know what you have to lose. Whereas the other person who had it easy from maybe your perspective um, doesn't understand what difficult is and they will be completely crushed and unable to adapt or navigate once things actually get difficult. So that's deep level MSL there guys, um, which is great. And you know what? We're winding down to the last, what, five or five, six minutes of the live. So um, you know what it is. Instagram limits this to, to an hour. I enjoy my conversations with you guys, as always. So we'll answer the last couple questions here before uh, Instagram kicks me off. But uh, hopefully that gave you the full, the full breakdown of the three S's for you there. So you could take those notes, uh, Joe. And... Uh, Best part is, of course, Joe. Thanks for thanks for asking the question. I appreciate like you caring enough to want to you know get a better understanding of that. And uh, best part is the live replay goes up for 24 hours. So if you missed it or you want to re-listen to it, you can always uh, check the live replay for 24 hours. And then um, within a you know two weeks or so, this actual replay gets reposted to our YouTube channel. So if you haven't watched the other episodes, I definitely watch those ones as well too. So let's see, over on, over on my Instagram, the day of, I'll, I'll add the questions thing so people can send them in on my story if they're not able to make the live, but so they can watch the live replay. Underscore FUO92 asked, what advice can you give to a USL player looking to make the jump to the MLS? Hmm. Uh, the most practical advice that I could give would be, to kill the USL. Like you have to destroy the USL. You have to show that you are clearly, you are clearly a level above USL while playing in it. Because if not, if you can't showcase that you can dominate that level, that league, uh, coaches and technical staffs and scouts aren't going to, aren't going to take the risk or uh, take the risk on bringing you in uh, bringing you in and putting you in a position to play, right? So like most guys who are pulled in from USL are tail end roster guys who are more like practice practice players. Um, and that's just the honest truth. There aren't many guys who are brought in from USL 
who actually are signed to being within a starting 11 in an MLS roster. And that's only gonna get harder, more and more difficult for for that to happen as the league continues to grow because you're bringing in more and more high, highly paid, high talented caliber guys. And when the MLS can, when the MLS can bring a guy in from a, a, a league that's perceived to be better than uh, USL, much better than USL, and they're gonna pay that guy much more than they're gonna pay you, or they have the money to pay, the likelihood of them picking you over him is gonna be very low. So the only way that you're gonna really stand out is if you are playing at such a level that you're demanding that attention and you're demanding um, demanding that you are brought that you're brought in to that level. Um, on another side note, for me, and this is just me personally, I, I believe that if you are a starter at the USL, I think it's better to be a starter and play in the USL than it is to be um, uh, barely in the 18 or barely making the 18 as a MLS player. That's me. Uh, I think I think uh, nothing's more valuable than getting games and reps. And if, if you're playing USL at that level, for let's say four, five, six, seven years, and you're developing, you're developing a reputation. You're de you're getting seasoned. You're being experienced. I think a perfect example of that would be Corbin Bone. Corbin, I played with him in Chicago. He's an extremely talented player. He's very good um, technically and tactically, but he was a, a like a number ten, which is difficult to be an American player in a number ten because you're just not looked at as good as kind of the international guys. Um, if I remember correctly, he made the move down to USL. He's been at USL for the last maybe four or five years, and now he has signed with Cincinnati, and I've seen that he's started with them and played. So, like, for me, that's the way to do it. Um, some guys are completely adamant about, if, well, if I can play MLS, I'm going to only play MLS, and I'm not going to go down to a lower level of USL. But, um, you know, for me, for me, I, I think that's the way to do it especially if you can play and you're going to play. Um, five, Hura. I'm sorry to hear you had a bad game. You should definitely watch a couple of In-Depth with Ross episodes to help build that confidence and some old Ask a Soccer Pro Show episodes so you can build that mental side up. Erico, thanks for joining. We're in the last minute of the live, but... Oh, underscore F-U-O-92, what up? Was it, I didn't know that you were in the live. Yeah, you sent that question in. So hopefully that, hopefully that, um, hopefully that gets you kind of a little bit of the answer that you're looking for, or at least some insight as to how I'm looking at it. Doesn't mean I'm right. Just like that's what I'm thinking and how I see it. Joe, I'm happy to share. Um, you know, had I had I had Instagram and Instagram Live when I was you know young. Awesome if a pro could like tell me the truth, you know, and share their insight with me. So now, you know, different time for me, so I'm I'm happy to do it. Um Yep, Instagram is telling me I've got two minutes left. So let's see where we go. Official Fleep said, yo, can you be my dad or something? No, I can't I I can be your dad. I cannot. I'm sorry. But I can be your online soccer mentor, which is what we're doing right now. Um, favorite cleats to play in? I I like Nikes. The Nikes are are, are have always been good. Um, but you know, if you don't have a Nike, you got you got to rock Adidas. So Adidas has some decent cleats like that I've I've worn in the past. The problem is just like they just I understand for the marketing side of stuff, they just change the cleats all the time. It gets annoying. Um, I'm thinking, I'm just going to, I'm developing my own cleat. So there you go. That's something else for perfect soccer. Like I'm developing my own cleat and hopefully I'll have it done by summer so I can start rocking it in the games and stuff. Yeah. Well, if you're looking for online soccer mentorship, go to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B pro and sign up for, um, our mentors beta program that we've just launched. Um, yeah, love that. I'd rather hear a hard truth than a sweet lie. Ain't that the truth? Guys, we've got 40 seconds here. I want to thank everybody for joining the live as always. I appreciate you. I very much appreciate you. I, I appreciate all the support, guys. When you screenshot the live and, and you know, 
Uh, share with your followers what you've learned from the account and tag our at Perfect Soccer account. I love resharing you on our channels. Um, the feedback lets me know what you're taking away from it, how we can improve, uh, and how I can better share insights that help you improve your game. So uh, uh, it is. I'll see you next Thursday at 6 p.m. PST. Turn on push notifications so you are let known about everything. Go watch all the previous episodes of the Ask a Soccer Pro Show at PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash AASP. See you next week. Quincy Ameriqua here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you would like us to interview next, we'll get working on it right away. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today. Thanks again, and see you guys in the next episode. Thank <laughs> you.